0: Hello, hello, hello. Good
1: afternoon. Good morning. And good night. <laughs> All right. Thanks see you guys
0: next time. <laughs> From Truman Show?
2: Uh, it the, oh, yeah. Uh, well, hey, let's talk about the Truman Show, you guys. <laughs> I think it was uh, ahead of its time in many important ways, and the audience was not quite ready for its revelations about the modern consumer uh, surveillance society. I think people weren't ready
1: for Ed Harris's beret yeah man That's true. <laughs> uh this is the big planet comics podcast your number one source for a truman show news yep and updates in news <laughs> uh we don't have any news this week you guys uh my name is kevin i'm nick i'm jared and uh you can d- get this podcast on all the ways i'm tired of talking about that at the beginning people know what's going on
2: yeah unless you're new and then go back and listen to one of the old ones
1: yeah and then you'll find out how <laughs> uh yeah so uh what's uh what's going on this week, you guys what's going on with you nick? What's going on with me? Uh I went to the beach. The beach and it was great. Which beach? Oh, like in the uh, Nicki Minaj song, uh Starships. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like a diamond in the sky. Wait, that's one. That's a different song. Uh
1: Did you shine bright like a diamond? I did on the beach. And then
0: uh <laughs> on my way back I stopped at this like crazy metal junk shop it like,
1: looked like heaven
0: they had giant like metal statues of shrek <laughs> and like what? dracula and like just was weird stuff like, on the every... main road
2: or did you get yeah lost? it was on the main
0: road uh, were you like
1: you're like lost in some twilight zone thing all nope. that stuff i would have been so ogre stim. Ogre. St- <laughs> uh that didn't work <laughs> ogre stimulated o- ogre stimulated <laughs> 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 uh, it looked incredible. Uh, we talked about VHSs on here. You said there were just, like, tons yeah, of VHSs. Th- there things. was,
0: like, first I walked in, and they're just, like, kind of, like, all these homemade, like, statues and, like, uh, pots and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I walked further in, and I'm like... Oh, there's all sorts of weird junk over here, like old toys, like creepy dolls and stuff. And then I walked even further back and there was like thousands and thousands of VHS tapes <laughs> along awesome. the wall.
1: Sounds so good. Uh, <laughs> I, managed,
0: <laughs> I managed to snag a copy of uh, Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour on VHS.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll put the theme song from that as our uh, ending theme on this you should, episode. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And I found Thrashin' starring oh, we don't James
1: usually, Brolin. We don't usually do a podcast picture like each week but i feel like we should do a ninja turtles one oh, this man. Week. We uh, it might be too week. late maybe next week yeah we should definitely do it yeah. build up these oh, that'll made. be so weird though
0: that'll be <laughs> awesome. um and then i found some crazy sex comedy called like hog wild
1: yeah it looks good is that what it's called yeah yep hog wild <laughs> and it's never been released on dvd so. surprise surprise what's everybody's favorite sex comedy oh boy let's go around oh, the table man i don't even know <laughs> uh can hardly wait no that's, that's not a sex comedy 10 things i hate about you that is also not a sex comedy <laughs> uh i'm a good, big fan of uh fast times original yeah i would say that's a sex comedy meatballs four yep meatballs four wait, i think that one has four of them yeah i think meatballs I four has Corey choking. feldman in it mm-hmm. all right now
2: it's meatballs four definitely
1: um yeah i like hot dog the movie <laughs> porkies is great uh, porkies is great ski school is a good one yeah um also yeah two skiing movies both good To some extent, Police Academy, the first one. I think Police Academy would fall under the first one's kind of like a sex comedy. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Cool. Hey, if you guys have favorite sex comedies, go and send them on over to our Twitter. Yep. Oh, And know. Um, <laughs> and Jared will just, he'll field all those. <laughs> so if, if, you're, if
0: you're it. listening Dynamite Comics, get on that sex movie license.
2: <laughs> uh, also, um, joystick, oh. Joysticks is good. Oh, man. He's totally research to see if the license for Hogwild is up and pitch a comic to Dynamite. Uh, Hogwild, <laughs> Sequel. sequel. Hog Wild. Sounds I like, oh, Hogwild 2. How about the Porky's? I wonder if the Porky's license is How a
1: many Porky's name? movies are there, you guys? At least two. We I'll don't have it. We don't have wireless here, or else I would find out. <laughs> that's boring. I'll say two. There are definitely two. Porky's two. The new batch. No, no, that's <laughs> that's critters two. I think that's gremlins two. No, critters two is the main course. I believe we already had this conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, sounds it was fun. like a good place. And how was the beach?
0: It was fun. I laid out in the sun and got got tan. Mm-hmm. Nice. All yeah, right, definitely <laughs> look
1: more S- Greek. Swam in the beach a little bit. You yeah. swam on the beach. Then, yeah not not in the beach, just like I, I brought out like a baby pool and put it on the beach. <laughs> most people don't know top. this about Nick He's a mud skipper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, it was fun. Sounds good. What about you, Jared? Uh, I went down to Richmond and ate a lot of food. And played some Dungeons and Dragons? Sadly, no, but I did play at Risk Legacy nine times. <laughs> but this is your Dungeons and Dragons trip that you take every year, right? It was supposed to be. However, uh, one of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, uh has dropped out. Participants, I think. Participants. <laughs> it's French. You need to kick that guy out i know well we were staying at his house so it was a bit awkward wait how did wait what
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just it was lame so he was like you guys are here but i'm not i'm not participating yep he's i'm, like, sh- I'm like, sure this guy likes that we're talking about Yeah, he's like I'm i don't, don't
2: want, do want to do it anymore and we're all like that's the
1: lamest thing ever oh so where are you gonna do it now i don't know maybe you should go to a real dungeon a sex dungeon. A, a sex comedy dungeon. Sex dungeons and dragons.
0: <laughs> a sex comedy dungeon sounds I bet scary that would be much more
1: popular. I feel like a dragon is probably like some sort of like sex thing like uh like a bear or an otter or a donkey.
0: <laughs> a <dragon laughs> What's an otter.
1: I don't know. Uh, i'll find out for you guys I know so. what it bear is. <laughs> i'll know is. i find out for you guys next time <laughs> uh well that sounds fun though risk legacy is a cool game you yeah, should tell best. people about risk legacy people so- like uh like uh where the show where will wheaton plays board
2: games why don't we make this like that <laughs> all right uh if you like will wheaton go listen to his show for everyone else uh risk it, legacy is taking the old boring risk game that everyone played like a million times as a kid the old awesome risk game yeah but you played a million times it's boring i have metal gear solid risk I want to play. All it. right, so there's a <laughs> lot of variants out there. This one basically takes the idea of the regular old board and instead adds in variant rules. But they're often the rules are added to the game as you go on when crazy stuff happens, like they throw in nuclear missiles. Which of course everyone always wanted to play with as kids. And for example, when someone when in a battle three nuclear missiles are shot, it says immediately open up this package and there'll be like a sealed package in the box yeah the there's entire. like a bunch
0: of sealed packages whenever you do yeah, some certain things we you shouldn't, have to open them. shouldn't
2: say what's in it right there's Just at say, least okay. six there's yeah, there's some great more. ones and so you open them up and they'll have new cards or new rules like you will literally have a sticker you put a new rule in the rule book that supersedes the other ones it's yeah. amazing
1: it's great and like new factions yep it's crazy it's cool and it's like super sci-fi awesome that's great yeah so it's not just like
2: little purple and you know whatever there's the uh, the bear riding barbarians there's uh the mech warrior guy a lot of them look like ripoffs of other yeah it's all yeah, yeah yeah uh gosh what are the other ones it's like the remember. evil like empire. Oh yeah, the empire. evil empire. There are ones too, that are so like space like, marines. Yep, and there's ones that look like Star Wars ripoffs. And yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of ripoffs in it, but it's immensely fun. Yeah, it's so, really yeah, fun. It's we great. played a bunch
1: of it. I think uh, our friend Julian, who is obsessed with Donald Duck, uh, named his country Duckburg.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, so you get to like, if you win, you can like name continents or countries after yourself, and you write on the board who won each time. So you, you play 15 or 16 times, and whoever wins the most names the world. There you, you go. Know? It's awesome. I named the world
1: Risk Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there on the box. I didn't even have to write anything. Well, that sounds fun. That was great. What did I do? What did you do? I, p- I played a bunch of Disney Infinity, which is... Oh, boy. Which is... uh People know what Skylanders is. No yeah, boy. <laughs> nope. Uh, basically, it's a game for babies. <laughs> it is. <laughs> where uh, you, you buy the game, but it also comes with these figures. And you have this little portal, and you can put the figures on, and that makes the characters go into the game.
0: Yeah, it teleports them what? into the game. Yeah.
1: So this one's Dis- what? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so this one's Disney stuff, and uh, so it comes with like a character from The Incredibles, one from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, for some reason, uh, and then one from uh, something else, Monsters, Monsters University. Yeah. And wow. so you just put them on and you play, and, you, and then while you're playing through, you collect all these pieces, and then there's this mode called Toy Box Mode, and you can take all the pieces and make your own world with its own games and stuff inside of it wow and it's uh for babies it's pretty it looks pretty fun yeah, but it's some really cool, really fun. cool levels well so... you'll find out tonight because we're going to play it when we go back oh, to the
2: yes. so how many figures do you have to buy to play this you
1: game? can play it with just the three that come with it net
2: net net how many figures do you have to buy
1: <laughs> to
0: play everything probably like a thousand to
1: play everything wow. you uh there are two expansion sets so far so uh you have to buy those to play the cars thing and the lone
2: ranger thing wow
1: it's definitely for babies. Is it the Lone Ranger where it's
2: like offensive to play?
1: The Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's I feel like they were all in and they were like we're producing this game. There's yep. a lot of lead time on this. Lone Ranger is going to be a huge hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's let's get this set out, you know, and like uh like promote this property. So the thing that's exciting to me about it <laughs> is that uh Disney owns Marvel and Disney owns Star Wars. Right. And they've sure. sort of hinted that those things are gonna be incorporated Ooh. later. Nice. So That's the idea cool. of like riding
2: Star Wars is for babies.
1: Star Wars yeah, Star Wars is for babies. Uh for for cool babies. <laughs> like <laughs> like you can have like Daredevil
0: flying like a millennium falcon and
1: yeah, cool ba- how would he fly? He's blind. Cool babies, by the way, are babies. He's gonna fly blind with sunglasses, huh? Cool babies are just babies with sunglasses, <laughs> like <laughs> super true. babies. Yeah, yeah, or like, um, wait, like the movie Super Babies, <laughs> Baby Genius, Baby Geniuses, too, Super Babies, yeah. like Muppet Babies. Uh, I didn't do Muppet. I think one of the Muppet Babies has sunglasses. Polly Animal, right? I've said babies too many times now. <laughs> babies with a Z, but uh, yeah. So so it's it's fun. It's dumb, but I had a lot of fun with it.
2: Well done.
1: Yeah besides that just a lot of writing comics cool what are, you, what are you working on just still working on zodiac star force how's it going you can check it out at zodiac com. yeah me too it's going good oh we had uh we both had a magic bullet come oh, out yeah? today oh yeah that's true um should we review magic bullet on like the next podcast talk about some of the stories and stuff in There, little, i feel weird I feel, biased. I, feel,
0: I feel some bias there, we yeah. should promote it are we gonna Not review ashamedly.
1: are we still gonna review retrofit books Nope. I think we said we couldn't. Uh, We'll mention them. Yeah, we'll we'll promote them. I don't know. Them.
2: I think we'll say them if they're really awesome.
1: Well, no, because here's the thing: if we review retrofit books, if one if one came out and you weren't into it, then we would just leave it off, and then everybody would know that you didn't like. Right. So we're we're not going to review retrofit books. Yeah. And I guess we won't review Magic Bullet, but we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, Magic Bullet number seven came out this week. Yep. And Magic Bullet is a local comics newspaper. Uh, for free for free uh it's mostly dc and d and sort of surrounding uh dmv you know, dmv yeah <laughs> area people and um yeah it's it's good and i think it gets better each time it does yeah
0: this, this one's pretty
1: good yeah and this one is themed it's like a halloween thing yep and uh nick had a story in there which yeah. was uh which he wrote and was drawn by brooke allen who is uh awesome an awesome artist um she has a story in the new regular show comic, wrote, home, wrote and drew home for Mr. Eastern. She's yeah. my roommate. And lives with Kevin. And Kevin's roommate. <laughs> and, uh, and then I did a story drawn by Mike Short, who uh, I'm working on another comic with. That's Sweet. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of good people in there. Yeah.
0: There's lots of people. In yeah. Some great. of our
1: customers and stuff have stories in there. And yep. just a bunch of people. A lot of the DC conspiracy people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that came out. And what else? That's That's everything that's going on. Yeah. But there's some some really important news we need to get. Yeah, yeah. um, Talking about Star Wars reminded me of something that wasn't on here, so we'll (laughs) talk about that. So, all right. You guys ready? Yes. Let's do some news.
0: This just in. Internet breaks after news of Ben Affleck being cast as Batman in Superman Batman Breaks. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) <laughs> wait what broke the internet broke two A- things and broke. the news broke <laughs> the news
1: broke and the internet first. first the broke.
0: news broke and then the internet broke
1: uh and yeah out. so yeah the internet flipped out flipped out um, so yeah.
0: Until Miley Cyrus
1: came along. <laughs> and reset. Can we talk about that, too? We yeah, we can to. talk about okay. that. Um, like these these are two things that we should talk about at the same time. Our news is really funny this week. I think uh, we should just make this into more of a general podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's too much going on. Where we talk about everything. But, yeah, so Be- uh, Ben Affleck, out of nowhere, it seems like, yeah, was announced randomly. as Batman. There was, like, eight people down for, like, possibilities
0: of being Batman, like, in talks. And then all of a sudden, they're like, no, nah, we're just going to go with Batman. I feel
1: like it was, like, Thursday at like 11 p m <laughs> here's, yeah. here's my theory, which goes along with some other news that
0: may or not may or may not be happening, is that he might be directing justice League. Ben Affleck, might yeah, be. and I bet they went to him and they're like, "Would you direct Justice League?" and he's like, "Can I be Batman?" and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah,
1: okay, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that is true." I I like the idea of Ben Affleck directing Justice yeah, League. Yeah, I'm more happy director. about that. I, yeah, I
0: they don't really care about the Batman thing too much. He could be good. He could be great. I don't yeah, know. So
1: here's the real breaking news: I don't think any of us are actually upset about Ben Affleck being cast as Batman. Yeah, I'm no. kind
0: of indifferent. Yeah, too. I
1: think first if, of all, I didn't see Man of Steel. And yes. I don't I t- think that's a I'm lot not too excited like... about it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um I I it was weird to me because I feel people feel like people should be more upset that Zack Snyder is directing the Superman Batman oh, movie. Yeah, right. Like I feel Good like point. that's the real problem. Yeah. yeah. But uh Ben Affleck, the only the, my only thing the people with people liked being Man in, of Steel. Yeah, well... like comic people. They loved it. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. People like a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's
0: true. Um, people liked Wolverine too, huh?
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that either. But uh I like comics. In comics. And then if it's really good, I like a comic movie. Like, Avengers was a good movie. I liked it a lot. But, um, yeah, the only thing about this is it makes me question Ben Affleck as a director if he'll be in a Zack Snyder movie. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But he's a great director. He is a great director. The Town is great. Um, He also directed... Uh, Argo. Argo. Also yep. great. And, and uh, did he Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone, Oh, yeah. did he? Really? All yeah. good movies. Wow. There you go. So, uh, yeah. So, so, it gives me hope for the Justice League movie. Yeah. And I don't have anything against
2: Henry Cavill, the guy who plays Dennis yeah, He looks like Superman. Yeah. Yeah. He does. And... Uh, like many other people, they've tried to make <laughs> good Superman movies with.
1: And Ben Affleck is... You know he's America. he's a decent actor. He's yeah. good and stuff. So um, I'm ho- I was I was actually kind of hoping for
0: like a more lighthearted Batman. I feel like I'm tired of the super dark Batman.
1: Uh, well, you're not going to get that in this movie. You think so? Look <sighs> at Superman. He's, I mean, but it's been half, like, I feel like he's got to be kind
0: of like jokey.
1: Mm, I mean, hopefully he will be a little bit. I mean, Christian Bale was a little bit jokey. Yeah, not really. That yeah, was,
0: like, super serious all the time. So
1: in conjunction with this, is uh, I heard that Christopher Nolan dropped out as executive producer i mean i don't know if oh. the two are related i heard recently he was back right is he back okay yeah oh so i didn't God. know if that was just something that was floating around yeah i don't know um whatever anyway yeah <laughs> another movie thing i saw which i thought was kind of cool there's not a whole bunch to say about it but uh jj abrams said he's shooting star wars in 35 millimeter oh yeah which was means well cool. which i think is awesome and because the last ones were all shot digitally oh yeah well episode one was shot on film actually oh was it yeah which is why episode one looks so much better than the other two uh, movies see, yeah. even I though it's you know it's, still crappy, but sure. it's <laughs> yeah. It's better than episode two and three, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, which, but uh, yeah, so I it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think he's good at, you know, like Super 8 had a really good look that yeah. kind of yeah. matched the old Spielberg movies. I think if he can kind of... If this means that he's k- trying to actually match the look of the old Star Wars movies yeah. and have, like... I think he'll also go the same way and maybe use some practical effects or have the technology kind of fit in and, and look, look good. So, uh, and I'm I, excited about that. You know,
0: I feel like he fits actually more into the Star Wars universe than Star Trek. I mean, his Star Trek movies are good, but they feel like Star Wars movies sort of. Yeah. Because they're, like, yeah. more and, action-y.
1: And, like... um. Star Trek 2, like, I liked Star Trek 2, but I see the problem people have with it because it's dumb, and you know that's not really what you want from a Star Trek movie. Yeah, right. it's, like it's, that smart kind of commentary stuff, and yeah, it's, it's not definitely a, not that. Yeah, it's not like yeah. a science,
0: about science or anything. It's yeah, just yeah. about, like,
1: crazy Yeah, because cause cause the old Star Trek was very much in the tone of, like, uh, you know, it was like uh, Ray Bradbury or something, right. where, like, the stories were about something else, something bigger than that.
0: Yeah, they are about, like, finding God. And
1: <laughs> yeah and, and, and this Wales. is about like <laughs> and like star trek 2 is like about let's fly a ship into a volcano <laughs> right, right which right. i'm fine with yeah <laughs> but uh yeah but it's not maybe not exactly
0: oh star one trek. more piece of movie news uh so it seems pretty close to being true that vin diesel is going to be playing Groot in the uh, guardians of the galaxy movie which is kind of incredible because he only says i am Groot so i was like so is he just gonna say i'm groot like a million different ways and just record it and then go home that would be awesome
1: probably but you probably won't be able to tell it's different because it's Diesel. (laughs) it'll just sound like the same thing over and over again
0: they'll just pay him to say it once and then edit it yeah (laughs) um, like twist it around with sound effects well he was
1: the iron giant right yeah yeah. did we talk about this already i don't know i couldn't decide i think maybe we talked talked about about it i can't
0: remember if we talked about it on here but Anyway, at this point, it seems closer to a reality. And it's important, so we need to talk about it, it is. Uh But back to DC Comics for a second. Here's another piece of news. Uh, DC Comics unveiled their new 52 version of Lobo. Not to be confused with the other new 52 version of Lobo that was has been in Stormwatch recently. <laughs> so, they unveiled this thing where uh, they're like, okay, here's the new 52 Lobo. And he's like... Uh, Kind of skinny and like good looking. He looks like Edward Cullen. Yeah, and what? he's like yeah, and he's got like uh, much more like sleek weapons and designs, and he's got like a cool like uh I don't know exos not exoskeleton. He's got kind of like armory thing, but not like biker armor. It's just like
1: so he's less British. He's he's lithe. He's just like really boring. Yeah,
0: and and they were like, well, we we realized that Lobo's already appeared in Stormwatch, but that's uh that was a fake Lobo, and this lo- <laughs> this Lobo. Is gonna be hunting down that
1: Lobo. So I here's what I think happened. <laughs> wow. Somebody at DC was like, hey, you know what? Let's reintroduce Lobo back into the DC universe. Like this was like a few weeks ago. Yeah. And they were like, Are we, uh, and they were like, cool, go for it. And they redesigned Lobo. They did all this other stuff. And then somebody was like, You guys, Lobo is already in Stormwatch. <laughs> we totally forgot <laughs> that yeah. Lobo is in Stormwatch. Right. So so somebody else at DC Probably Bob Harris or one of those dum yeah, yeah. dumps. <laughs> was like was like, Here, I got a cool idea. That guy's the fake Lobo. This guy's the real Lobo. And the real Lobo's mad that the fake Lobo is the fake Lobo. Yeah. And then and let's do this. And then he'll kill the fake Lobo. And then he'll make mm. him so much more badass. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be so cool. <laughs> like, why? Why is this my head hurting. Yeah, it's re- it's really dumb. And um I feel like the one of the things that's fun about Lobo is he like he looks dumb and he's got like yeah. a leather jacket and dreadlocks and chains i and know that. when i was a kid
0: and he's just he's mostly like a like a punisher joke like a he's like a
2: parody of like he's the like judge dread crossed with the punisher crossed with kiss crossed with yeah war he's, he's supposed to be like a parody of
0: all the super violent comics in yep. the 80s and, yeah
2: it's like it's it, it amazing because nobody remembers that everyone's just like lobo's awesome You're like, right. no it's like
1: <laughs> it's like if you tried to reinvent like, Deadpool as, yeah, it like, made a him cool like sexy. guy and, like, yeah, like, and <laughs> yeah. he was, like, a really, he's, like, had, like, a really sad story or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He does. His face is all messed up. Yeah. And his face
0: wasn't messed up and it was just, like, sexy. And well, that like, happened for a little like,
1: while, right? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was funny and it was, like, you know, it was part play, of the story. Play that way. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So there's that. And there's one more really important piece of news. <laughs> uh, Nick snuck this in. I
0: just, I just saw this, like, right before the podcast. <laughs>
1: it's, it's so good.
0: Nintendo has announced that they're releasing a 2DS... <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what a 3DS is, that's that's their current uh, portable gaming system. It's the 3DS, so it's in 3D, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're gonna release another version of it that's in 2D." Like, and wait, so what? <laughs> and
1: so the 3DS, like the last few systems, like the DS, and you can uh, turn off the And right? the Game Boy Advance uh, is like you know a clamshell thing that right. opens and closes, but this thing is just like like a <laughs> like a block. <laughs> it's like a block with two <laughs> screens on it. Um, and it's, and there's no 3D on it. Yeah. So so, it's like the
0: size of a Wii.
1: Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's gigantic. So I think the thing that, I think the reason they did this is, uh, they don't recommend that children under six use 3D, which is already, like, because it'll it'll actually, like... Uh,
0: Melt their eyes. Yeah,
1: it'll, like, draw wow. their eyes, like, pull them in a way that, Whoa. like, while they're still developing, it's not good for them. Good grief. Uh, you know, like, maybe watching a movie every sure, once in a while is like one thing, but playing, playing all day. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but... Pokemon is coming out for three DS, uh, and yeah. it's not going to be on regular oh. DS. So this and and because this thing doesn't have a hinge on it, it's also less likely to break. Right, and it's cheaper. The regular three DS uh, retails at one sixty nine. This is going to be one twenty nine. So I think yeah. basically this is like the three DS for babies. But here's here's the thing, and toddlers.
0: Here's the thing. I don't have a three DS, but I might get a two DS. I I might get a two DS just because it's so stupid. It's so stupid, and it's <laughs> and it's cheaper. And I don't really care about the three D.
1: Yeah, I don't use the 3D. Um so I I usually turn it on and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I'm like, "Oh, my eyes hurt." Yeah. Um but it's such a weird thing. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I love how dumb it is. Yeah. Like the fact that it's so dumb is the only reason I would ever buy. It. I don't need another system a like 2DS. but it's so stupid. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah, so that's it for news. Oh uh, wait, no. Jared's got some news. Convention news. Convention news 2013. Convention news. Go to correspondent
0: Jared Smith.
2: What do you hey. got, Jared? Uh, so there's two conventions in the local D.C. area for all of our local D.C. listeners. Oh, really? Yep. What's the first one? Uh, that would not be Small Press Expo. Oh, no. Are we talking about
0: <laughs> the first one in terms of uh, quality or the first one in terms of like
1: closest to us? So the first one that is happening, uh, I don't know what you guys are talking yeah. about right now, is Baltimore Comic Con. Right. Oh, you're stealing my segment. Oh. I you're right. Wait, wait. No, you just have your segment. Go. Okay. This is the Jared segment. Yep. Well, yep. same things. It's the Baltimore Comic Con.
2: Listen, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> uh, well, Big Planet Comics is actually going to set up for the first time ever. What? Yep. So I'll be there looking really tired. Cool. But yeah, so it'll be September 7th and 8th, Saturday, Sunday, up at the Baltimore Comic Convention in the uh, center of Baltimore.
1: Yeah. By the Inner Harbor. Right by the Oriole Stadium and stuff. Yep. Ravens stadium
2: ravens and even awesome where, where... otakon is oh yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for a while
1: yeah yeah oh in news otakon's moving to dc what what that's the thing for a- anime people take cool. that Baltimore <laughs> uh yeah so uh yeah Baltimore is actually a really good show it's really yeah. like comics based you still get like the really crappy celebrities like uh like Lou Ferrigno and Chuck D hey All hey whoa whoa hey, hold on buddy <laughs> Chuck D will probably be there <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa don't bad, bad mouth Lou Ferrigno uh, you know Chuck. D's a good rapper. I mean, he doesn't freestyle much, but he writes them as such. It's true. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, Lou Ferrigno is a great actor, uh, uh, of course, of course. And uh, yeah, but always a ton of good creators and and more accessible than if you go to like New York New right. York Comic Con or um. Uh, Like San Diego, like you can actually get to these people and like scare them and stuff like that. You can get to them. Yeah, you can get to them. Uh, Yeah, so that's always good. And then the week after that is the always uh, wonderful Small Press Expo. Yep. Yeah. And going to be a ton of people there. That's this year. A million people. And we've got like something like uh, more than 600 creators. Oh, boy. Yeah, we expanded the room to be the full size of... Uh, the, the biggest. Bo- yeah, it's going to be the biggest one ever. Um, and, yeah, it should be exciting. I am so excited. It's going to be nice. Yeah, it's always good to uh, see a bunch of friends. There's always so many good people there that I have to make
0: a list of people that I want to see. Yeah, it's like impossible to see everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. If, if you're a little intimidated, you can go on to the Small Press Expo webpage, spxpo.com. And uh, you can go and we've got like web page links for pretty much everybody. Yeah, so there's you... a
0: link to everybody's site. So usually what I do is like I go down the list, look, look at every single person's thing and then write down, yes, I'll see this guy. Yeah, I and then all the,
1: their guy. table numbers and stuff are there too. Right. So you can kind of oh, make, nice. make a list of who you want to see. Make a game plan. You Check probably this. should because there's so many people. Yeah, yeah and gonna there's, there's going to be more this year too. So it's going to be exciting. That's awesome. Yes. Cool. Well, that's it for news, you guys. Do we have any questions? You want to answer some questions? I do we, have any. Too bad. We don't have any. Oh, <laughs> man. But what we do have is some reviews, so let's do those. Let's they love comics, they're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Up first, this week on the docket, Street Warriors 2005. <laughs> yeah, we're going to review all of Nick's crappy comics that he bought uh oh,
0: yeah, i forgot to mention that at that junk place i bought a bunch of crappy
1: comics they all look like <laughs> they are amazing yeah <laughs> they From all look the incredible 80s. uh but up for us this week we've got a comic uh called abyss this is by saman bamel ben rude is that right i'm not positive actually okay well i you know i said i said all the letters that were in there
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure saman is right
1: uh but uh yeah this is a uh, this is put out by 2d cloud which is a cool little publisher um Minnesota. Yeah, they're from Minnesota, run by Rain Hogan and his wife, I think. And uh, they do a lot of cool stuff.
0: Yeah, and this guy is kind of a local guy. He lives around here. And uh, he just comes in every once in a while. And he came in the other day. He's like, hey, I got a comic. And I was like, cool, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I really like this. It, it, it's about like a, a couple um, that go to get a burrito and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and like this supposedly amazing burrito place. And it ends up that uh, the place has been knocked down and they're building uh, condos where it is. Yep. And uh, the guy is kind of talking about how he hates that everything's getting yuppified and there are like condos being built up everywhere. Yeah. But uh, the girl was talking about how she sort of she loves the abyss of it and like the promise of of what it is yeah, it could be something awesome so she kind of pokes her head over and takes a picture and there's a ghost in there or something or yeah and uh it i, I don't know how much i want to say about it after yeah. that but uh you know it ends up that it's maybe not exactly what everybody thinks yeah. but uh she ends up going on this sort of spiritual journey <laughs> and uh yeah, and then it wraps up with them going to a different burrito place. Oh yeah, that was pretty <laughs> funny. And uh, yeah, and I thought it was the whole thing was really well told. It had like an like a really, um, I don't want to say like a creepy atmosphere, but it was a little bit creepy. It was just like everything was just like a little off, you know, yeah, right. off center. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's about it. I thought the art style was simple but good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And um yeah, like like the drawings are simple, but all the the compositions were great and the pan and the page layouts were, were really well done. I mean simple as well, but they just kind of they just look good. Like some, yeah. sometimes and the are dialogue's well funny. Done.
0: Um the way they they talk about the video places. Really
1: yeah, yeah. And it and it felt natural, like it felt like a real conversation. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's it's short. Um it's a little pricey at eight dollars. It's worth it though. It's a really nice package. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a nice looking book and uh you know, it's always good to support the small press guys. Yeah. There you go. Yep. That's abyss, you guys. <laughs> All right, up next we've got uh, blowing through these reviews. T e o t f w. <laughs> this is uh, the end of the effing world, uh, which always makes me feel stupid saying it like that. But uh, whatever. Yeah. This is by Chuck Forsman. Uh, uh, this is was Charles it? Forsman. Oh yeah, he goes, he goes by, by Chuck. He goes by Chuck sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, he has the other version of his name is great though. It's like F chores man nice (laughs) oh really yeah but uh yeah and this is a collection of jared you said it was 16 yep 16 uh of the dollar oily comics that that have been put out over the last year or two and um uh yeah then it's
2: all compiled into one thing and it's it's like one complete story so this is basically a set of it, it tells a single story but like each chapter is almost a vignette and often it will shift uh like, perspectives of which the characters are. But basically, it's uh, two teens who have run away from home uh, who are in love with each other and just kind of the antics and stuff they get up into. And then very quickly, you realize that uh, the guy is basically a potential psychopath or at least sociopath, and it's just, like, him trying to make his way through all these weird situations they find themselves in and always trying to figure out what he's doing while the girl is slowly figuring out, you know, this guy is not quite what she thought, even though she's in love with him and just... Even though it, she's kind of a turd as well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, just weird things happen. Yeah. So There's it ends.
1: Dark um, events. They they uh, they both run away from home basically, and uh, they they stay at this house and then get yeah. Wrapped- they kind of
2: like break into people's houses and just live there when they're on vacation. Yeah. Water. And
1: they get wrapped up in some crazy stuff involving uh, satanic ritual murders. Yep. And like uh, you do. And the story sort of follows from there and some really really terrible things happen in it and the way they're handled is like really in- <laughs> insane right. but uh but yeah i thought it was i thought it was really well done i thought the core sort of love story at the center of it was actually kind of i don't want to maybe endearing i don't know but it was it felt real compelling yeah. yeah and um and
2: the the climax was great yeah there's so many parts in this where i had no idea what was about to happen and it yeah, would it go gets, somewhere gets, even gets, crazier
0: yeah it gets very interesting and the thing I love about it is that the art is all kind of, uh, like Charles Schultz.
1: Yeah. I'd say yeah. it's very Schultz-y, uh, also like- Especially when the eyes are bulging out. Yeah. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it's got kind of an L. C. Segar look to it, uh, similar to Sammy Harkum as well, I'd say, yeah, the guy yeah. who does crickets. Uh, yeah, but the art's all really simple, but, um, like we were saying in Abyss, uh, it's, it's still just all really well done and, um, yeah, like his composition's great yeah. and, uh, it's it's just a good book. The writing is is I feel like spot on.
0: Yeah, and all the characters are very interesting. And I don't know, it's just such a great read.
1: Yeah, like the people are awful, but you care what care about what happens to right? them. Yeah. Um, it's and awesome. then there are a couple really shocking moments in <laughs> it as well. Several. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. Uh, we were talking about how at twenty dollars, uh, it's a it's a it's a small book. But uh, but it's such a great story, and it's something I feel like I'll read again because I really yep. enjoyed it. And yep. it's, it's nice to read it in one sitting instead of reading it piecemeal, yep. as I've been doing. So, uh, yeah, I'd say I highly recommend it and check it out. Yes, for yep, okay. sure. Uh, up next, we've got Helter Skelter, Fashion Unfriendly by Kyoko Okazaki. Uh, this is a book about, um, oh, man. <laughs> uh, It's like fashion and uh, celebrity. What it means to be beautiful and celebrity, and uh, it's maybe a little bit of a horror story as well. A yeah, I mean, uh, the basic <laughs> gist of it is:
0: there's this um, kind of pop star who's really popular, and she's, you know, everybody thinks she's the most beautiful girl ever and you slowly peel away layers of her and you find <laughs> that literally. literally and, and figuratively <laughs> um and you you see that she's kind of like this kind of manufactured creation of just like plastic surgery and all sorts of illegal weird surgery that made her this way and she's kind of insane um she has like no emotions um and she treats people terribly um and as you as it goes along you kind of see her kind of rise and fall of from fame and as she's falling from fame also she's running out of money so she can't continue her surgery so her body starts falling apart and it gets weirder and weirder um but all of that is kind of um coincides with this other story of her uh publicist i guess kind of her Um, assistant kind of yeah her assistant makeup artist and uh how she gets wrapped up in this world of like really creepy like sex stuff and just possible murders and it's just
2: it's all about like the obsession of fame and like what people will do yeah. to be famous or close to celebrity or like right and how, yeah how far and, people go to be yeah.
0: beautiful and and famous and it's really effective in in getting that message across it's really creepy um and yeah it's just it's a really good book and the art is great um the weird thing, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Brandon Graham. Yeah, I think Just that's the fair. The way the women huh. are drawn. Um, uh, it's it's also a very graphic sexual book. Like, there's some, <laughs> some intense sex stuff in it that's, like, bordering on, like, well, not bordering. It's really gross. <laughs> like, it's, like, some sick stuff. But um, but so interesting, and I couldn't stop reading it, and I, I really liked it a lot. Yeah. How about you guys? do you guys like it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great. Um, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's very much like an allegory. It's, it's sure. like, uh, it's a classic fable kind of right. story in that there's, there's a definite message that uh, they're trying to get across. And I think, like Nick said, it was, it's all really well delivered. Yeah, uh, it's really creepy. It, it, really, uh, yeah. at points it borders on the sort of uh, like body horror stuff. Yeah, I was that, gonna say that. Uh, yeah. Like maybe somebody like David Cronenberg does. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's It's got almost like a, a Twilight Zone thing to it.
0: Oh, and also it's got oh, a big chunk of it is also this, uh, this detective is investigating this... The under, clinic that does... Th- the, yeah, yeah, this underground clinic that does these weird surgeries that involve, like, illegal abortions and yes. stolen fetus spines and, like... Yeah, it's awful. Some sick stuff. And uh, he's kind of obsessed with this pop star at the same time just because she's so bizarre. And, like, yeah, their story gets intertwined and the end is insane yeah. yeah one of the, the, the probably one of the best last panels of any comic i've seen is <laughs> yeah. just, it's pretty good
1: yeah and the and the art is great it's uh it's like a lot of manga is is very like overshaded and they use a lot of half tones and right. stuff and this is very much like it's not clear line exactly but it's it's very much just like black and white right and uh it reminds me a lot of brandon graham as you said yeah. or like uh also like um ayazawa the artist that, of paradise kiss. kiss yeah, yeah and so. uh but
2: like more frantic in the art it's not as like clean as yeah yeah i would agree with that too yeah
1: Yeah. uh and yeah it's it's really really good and really singular it's not like anything else i've read Um, yeah if anything it reminds me the story kind of reminds me of um The like Yoshihiro Tatsumi stuff, in or like especially his his book Black Blizzard, Uh, but so much weirder than that. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's it's great, and I would say we all would highly recommend it. Super good. I definitely
2: recommend it for fans of David Trotterberg stuff. Apparently, more of her stuffs coming in English soon. So, super good. (laughs)
1: uh you heard it here from nick all right up next we've got uh itty bitty hellboy number one this is by art baltazar and franco and those are the same guys that worked on uh tiny titans uh the dc super Pets series and uh superman family adventures patrick the wolf boy uh lots of lots of stuff and this is uh, a this is a comic very much in the vein of Tiny Titans, except instead of uh, DC superheroes, it focuses on Hellboy characters.
2: So this is almost the exact same format as Tiny Titans, where it'll be like very short, like you know, two to six page stories involving the characters that again slowly builds up a longer storyline. But it's basically the kidified versions of Hellboy. So you've got like all of his bad guys who are Nazis or you know demon worshippers or whatever. They don't call them Nazis in this, thing. right? There are but no swastikas it, in, in this, this version. Just... They have like <laughs> weird little symbols, and they're all still very cute in their style. And it's largely, and they're all you know kids. Uh, so it's basically that they're jealous of Hellboy and his friends for having like an awesome like pool in the back of the yard. It's like
0: a peanuts version of Hellboy.
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of references to like old. You know, weird throwaway bits from Hellboy stories that I only vaguely remember. Yeah,
0: it's cute and funny. And I I feel like they kind of had, even in these little vignettes, like distinct personalities. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I thought the... uh, What's his name? The... Roger. Roger. He's, he's he was really, really funny. Mind-meled. What is he in the homunculus? Uh, he's a homunculus, and he's a, <laughs> I don't know. He's really funny. He's like almost naked the whole time, and he's always hiding in the bushes. And I don't know. It's it's cute and funny. Uh, the only problem I had with it is that maybe I feel like it's weird to, for the Hellboy characters to be in this format, uh, just because i don't know like like at least with tiny titans kids could probably read some teen titans comics but i don't uh, know hellboy really
1: is
2: a trend of kids well
1: it's weird yeah because um i I think maybe not necessarily because of the content of hellboy comics is is not the problem so much for me it's just that uh like these characters aren't part of the sort of collective consciousness like like dc superheroes are it's like everybody knows who robin is people know who batman is um of course, the Hellboy comics deal with more mature subject matter, right. but also I think, like, you have Tiny Titans and there are characters like Dr. Light in it, who is, right. like, a, a rapist in the DC oh, right, universe, yeah, you know? Right. So it's, like, the, you're always going to have that. Uh, but
0: at the same time, I guess I feel like if you're a little kid reading this, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Um I, I mean, mean I, I think I think the first part of that matters in that, like, you don't know who any of these characters are yeah. if you're a little kid. You know who Hellboy is. But I feel for but, the for the age that it's
0: that's shooting at, they, they won't care.
1: Yeah, like it's just fun. They'll get it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it was it was it was a fun little book, just a little yeah. uh, curio or whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what are there going to be four or five of these? Yeah, five issues. Yeah, and it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's itty bitty help. That. Boy. Yeah, that's that, you guys. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Station 2 Station. Uh, this is written by Karina Bechko, with, uh, who I don't know, but uh, I thought the writing was pretty good. And art by Gabriel Hardman, who. The amazing Gabriel. Yeah, who did uh, a <laughs> bunch of Agents of Atlas stuff. I uh, know those apes. Yep, drew Planet of the Apes for a while. Um, Wrote Planet of the Apes for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true as well. Uh, yeah, and this is a. Uh almost Cthulhu-esque story
2: about uh, science gone wrong. Uh, So I believe this is another uh, one-shot pulled from the pages of Dark Horse Presents. Sure was. And uh, it's just a bunch of scientists. It literally starts in media res where it's like, boom, explosion, everyone's all confused, and they're sagging around an island, which is Treasure Island in San Francisco Bay, where uh, there's a scene of carnage, and they realize that whatever experiment they're doing exploded terribly and has opened a gate to an evil dimension full of monsters. Which only they can see. So there's these giant floating tentacles, you know, Cthulhu things. Well, it's like Just, all of
0: time and space. Right. So, so there's like dinosaurs everything and everything in.
2: Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's right. So there's literally a uh, pterodactyl with a saddle, which he rides. Yeah, there's like some awesome. prim-
0: primitive alligators and yeah. crazy stuff. So basically, the scientists are trying to figure out how to stop these creatures from coming out of the portal. Well, they've come out of the portal and try to stop them from
1: destroying everything and.
0: Yeah, it has a cool couple cool twists and very Twilight a Day really ending. cheesy
1: twist ending. Yeah, yeah. but like, there's but like, a, in a fun way.
0: There's interesting stuff. There's like a lot of like cool little mysteries. Like, it opens up a portal of time and space, but then dinosaur showed up. But there's like a
1: pterodactyl with like a like a bridle, like a bridle. You're like, yeah. what? what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah it's awesome the part where that pterodactyl shows up they're like that pterodactyl he's got a bridle on or something i'm like no that's a bridle <laughs> like you had it right first time yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah yeah uh the art's great yeah. gabriel hardman is um he just has like a really his style is just good yeah it's <laughs> great uh it's uh, i don't know who you would compare it to like maybe somebody like alex malieve but like a little more natural um yeah. not as stiff as that and uh Yeah, it was just a fun story. Of the stuff that's come out of Dark Horse Presents, it's these uh things that they're putting in one shots that have been more interesting to me than the things that they've actually decided to make into full series because <laughs> right. there was that uh what was that other one called deep sea yeah deep sea oh, i thought yeah. that was great, that was great yeah. and i thought this was great too and it and it felt like the beginning of something yeah. so my only gamma,
0: which was great yeah
1: so my only complaint for this would be maybe that um there's not more. it felt like the beginning of a story right. as opposed to a complete story in yeah. itself hopefully we'll get some more but it's still still worthwhile i mean it's still already. kind of a complete story there's yeah. definitely a little oh, ending sure. where it's like sure a i was room. just like oh i could i could definitely read more of this <laughs> yeah you like i want to know why these pterodactyls have bridles yeah exactly <laughs> sure. uh maybe one of the dimensions was uh the uh, was it arzak Di- maybe it was one of the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the dino riders maybe dimension. maybe it was, riders. Yeah, maybe it was from the cadillacs and dinosaurs <laughs> arcade game no no
0: it was Zeno, so it you can't call it Cadillacs and Dinosaurs anymore.
1: Oh, is that true? Okay. Yeah, that's
0: why it's, uh, they took it out of the title. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> um, it's Cadillac. They can't use the word Cadillac. Oh,
1: well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Slime. Uh, yeah, so that's Station to Station. Yep. Worth checking out. I hope they put out a one-shot of this uh, David Latham, David Lapham uh, thing that's going on right now in oh, yep. Dark Horse awesome. Presents, which is about uh, kids fighting giant bugs. It looks awesome. That's awesome. it's only two parts, so maybe it won't. Uh, 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 maybe it won't. Oh, well. Uh, all right. Up next, um, we've got uh, a collection of some Uh, a comic that's been coming out for a while that we've talked about but we all like this is young avengers volume one uh Style is greater than substance. <laughs> uh, I, I would have put this. So, this is style, then the greater than, and then substance. I would have put style and then a line under, and then substance, like style over substance. Mm. But anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is written by Kieran Gillen <laughs> uh, and drawn by Jamie McKelvey, and they're the same team that uh, did the Outstanding Phonogram miniseries, which oh, we love. Uh, which you should check out. Definitely read the first one instead of the second one. Uh, <laughs> and then read the second one. Because Joy Division's cooler than the pipettes. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah and these guys work great together and i feel like uh they've brought that same sort of i don't want to say indie comics but but like pop culture yeah pop pop, pop sensibility yeah over to into the marvel universe and i think it works really well
2: yeah so this is basically an uh an updating of the former young avengers team which uh was god who wrote that
1: uh, that was written by Alan Allen Heinberg oh, yeah. Alan and Heinberg. Uh,
2: drawn by G- – uh, not Jamie Chung. That's like an actress. Jim Chung. Jim, Jim Chung. Jim Chung <laughs> Jamie Chung, uh, which we're basically trying to introduce some 16-year-old superheroes into the Marvel Universe. Uh, and this is basically taking them and making them a few years older, so it's more of an 18-year-old target uh, storylines. Uh, and it's great. It's just – for one, you've got young Loki Loki, uh the evil God of mischief, as you all know from the Avengers, has been reincarnated or reborn as a young kid, but is still evil and mischievous. Yeah, and and, then,
0: he, and he's he's been written by Karen Gillan almost the whole time, Because right. he was so, in uh, Journey in the Mystery. And same that.
1: thing with uh, Miss America, because didn't Karen Gillan also write? Did he write that Vengeance miniseries? No, mini no, no. I oh, was no. joking, Casey. Right? Okay, oh, really? yeah. So and then it's also Miss America who's brought over from the Vengeance miniseries, series, which is a really underrated right. series. Yes. Really fantastic and worth checking out. Drawn by Nick Dragotta, who draws uh, East to West, West now. Yeah, so yeah.
2: good. So it's just like mixing them all together, and the opening storyline is uh, oof, Teddy and—who's the other guy? His boyfriend. Uh, Hoekling. Uh, Hoekling. Wiccan and Hulkling. Wiccan yeah. and Hulkling, basically, uh, who are boyfriends. Uh, one of them, his uh, mom has died, and so Wiccan, using his magic powers, <laughs> like always a good idea in any superhero comic, summons an alternate timeline slash alternate universe mom to come back into their universe, who, of course, turns out to be an evil alien parasite monster thing. Yeah, and it's terrifying. Yeah, really creepy. Uh, But, yeah, so then it's just an excuse to get the team of everyone together, but in a very natural way. There's a lot of conflict between them, uh, but then they have to come together and fight. And just, like, the dialogue in this and, like, the layouts. There's a couple of pages where, uh, gosh, who is it? Novar, who's the old uh, Marvel boy, boy, just doing, like, this awesome fight through this building where it's um all drawn as, like... Like, those little family circuses where, like, you know, they're running around, but then, like, pull out panels showing his action scenes with yeah. little footnotes and of what yeah, is happening. Uh, and
0: When we talked about the first issue, we talked about how, like, they said that they wanted the action scenes in this to feel kind of like a music video. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like they're pretty successful in that. Like, they're just, like, crazy layouts of just insane action that you could see choreographed to some awesome music. And it's just like really fun.
1: Yeah. I feel like, um, like with all that stuff, they take a lot of risks, but, uh, I feel like the, the two of them just seem to work so well together yeah, that, that they, they're just on the same page with everything and everything seems to pay off. It doesn't, you never feel like they're working against each other. Like the art is always complimenting the writing. Right. And I feel like all, all the action in this, is all um, sort of metaphor for the the internal stuff that's going on with all the characters, which is, to me, when things work the best. That's why something like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is so good, in my mind. Yeah. Uh, And I feel like they nail that and uh it manages to be really hip too without feeling like it's pandering right? right uh like like all the you you don't get that in here in the in the graphic novel but all the like previously things are like Tumblr pages yeah yeah and i think that's cool and
0: i and they feel like uh they feel like real teenagers yeah. um as opposed to like maybe like teen titans right now yeah which, uh, it, they it, just feel like weird creatures <laughs> yeah
1: it feels like um yeah, a lot of times when books have teenagers in it, it, you get the sense that somebody who's completely out of touch is writing a teenager, and they have no idea. Yeah, there's like on. adults that look like teenagers. Yeah, and it. I feel like in this, uh, every the thing things feel right, and everything's heightened because everything's heightened when you're a teenager, like all all your emotions and stuff right. like that. And it, and it just all works really well, and it's a great comic.
2: I think one of the best superhero things yeah, on the like shelf McElfey's, right now. To his design works so well, bringing like some people say it's a little stiff to do like actually superhero yeah. stuff, but I think it with the bright colors of all this. It, it works, really, works really, well, really well. She's gotten yeah. a lot
0: better at that, and also I'm going to mention that Mike Norton does all the backgrounds. Like oh, I, always, really? I always forget that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, the the art team is great. And yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The art's great, and um, the action is never like the centerpiece either no, I don't feel yeah. like no, there's, it's but, usually but it's like more like page, yeah.
2: actions happening to stop something else from happening yeah, and the yeah.
1: design of it is so good in those scenes that yeah. I think it, it it makes up for uh, maybe some of those shortcomings which I don't think like Nick said uh, like he's a lot better at that stuff than he used to be Yeah, yeah. he's not like a Steve Dillon or something where no, no. everything looks posed Yeah, but uh, yeah great. this is a great comic so good definitely worth checking out this is 1 through 5 or 6, six I think yeah. and I, th- no, I don't know yeah what are they on 10 now 10 or 10 11. 11 yeah yeah, yeah uh so check this out pick up the issues after it it's, it's a cool. really good comic i'd put it up there with something like hawkeye yeah like as far as just being creative and interesting yep. and, and, new, uh, and new and fresh and something that dc would never do <laughs> right it's fun yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun yeah, yeah, imagine fun. that uh dc had that fun book that was going to come out justice league 3000 uh, yeah they made it not one all right up up last this week And, uh, finally, finally, (laughs) after weeks of (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got, uh, the Templar hardcover. This is written by Jordan Meshner, who wrote, uh, well, he wrote the video game Prince of Persia. (laughs) Right. Uh, he also wrote the Prince of Persia graphic novel, which is the same artist too. Yep. The same artist, uh, as this, which is, uh, Liu Yan Pham. Yep. And, uh, uh, an incredible artist. Yeah. Incredible artist, And, um, yeah, and so this is three graphic novels basically in one. Only the first was ever published before, though. It's called Solomon's Thieves. Did we
0: review that one? I th- we might have. Think I we, think we might have. Huh? I know.
1: I, I never read it, so oh, I don't, really? I don't and know. I didn't read it either, so oh, no, 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 never I don't think mind. we reviewed it <laughs> Jared reviewed it on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is the longest... Long <laughs> few listeners.
0: longest comic I've ever read. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really long. Uh, yeah, not like the page count isn't so, so high. It's, it's pretty like high. It's like yeah. 450. But, uh, but yeah. It, it's yeah. dense. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of stories going on in here yeah so uh nick, but nick why don't you tell people everything that happened but oh, the same- <laughs> i want to make kevin do it
0: he's
2: read it most recently well
0: at the same time i want to say that this is probably one of the best comics i've yeah. ever, ever read um it's I'm saying a lot but
2: yeah it's, uh, it's so true though it's
0: so perfect in every way um the characters are okay <laughs> i don't know like i know it's like a lot of hyperbole but yeah. it's it's it was just good it was just like like i couldn't stop reading it even it's though it took like, me like four hours. But it was like, I was just so into it. And the story was really fun. And there was lots of cool twists and turns. Um, basically, the, the basic plot of it is that these te- these Templar Knights um, are... <laughs> there's are, so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a, it's a complicated plot. But the basic gist of it is that the Templar Knights are accused of comp- uh, being Satanists and committing all these heinous acts against the church uh, by the king. Um, and it's, it's the king of France, right? right? Yeah. Yep. yeah.
1: and And the reason is because... The King of France uh, feels like the the church uh, like in like the Vatican has too much power over france and and he wants to basically have all the power and, uh, and he wants th- the gold yeah and he wants the gold he wants yeah. to know where the gold at
0: so he wants to take the Templars gold um, and most of this comic is about the one of the main Templars trying to clear the Templars name and find all the the gold that's missing um so it's kind of like a
1: elaborate heist. Yeah, thing, yeah. So like, uh, like Ocean's 11 sort right. of, but in like yeah, so it starts out with uh all of the all of the Templars are being uh rounded up and arrested and uh mm-hmm. this guy and two of his friends escape. Um and sort of they they go on the run and become um, you know, uh bandits basically. Yeah, yeah. They they basically become bandits. Uh at some point two of his friends are caught mm-hmm. and then he's uh he meets up with like two other guys. The cast of this thing grows and yeah. grows. Yeah. And uh he he has like a former romance with a with a sort of uh uh high-seated woman not high-seated that would mean her butt was high up (laughs) Uh, what what, like a highborn basically woman uh and all that kind of keeps growing and growing and and layers keep adding on over hundreds of pages
2: and then kind of It all comes together in this big heist sequence where they discover where the treasure has been hidden and they say, we're going to get it out. While at the meantime, of course, all the bad guys or the the supposed bad guys, the ones working for the king and the ones working for the church are all trying to hunt down these renegade Templars and find the treasure and people are getting double crossed. And then there's the love interest. It's like the Hollywood movie that Hollywood thinks it makes. It's just like this action adventure thrill ride, like Nick said, crossed with an elaborate heist film and romance. But then and, also crossed with yeah. sort of the political stuff of something like Game of Thrones, right?
0: Yeah, and the, like some very, very bad things happen
1: to people in this, and it's like, yeah, I mean the end of book three, yeah, really shocking. Rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I would love to talk about the the actual heist thing at the end because I think it's, it's so great, awesome, but but the way but them finding out what it actually is yeah. is like a big part of it and then sort of how they do it is is a huge part of it so i don't i don't want to give that away i just i do want to say it's like it's very creative yeah. it's it's very fun it almost has like at points like um it's like the Da Vinci Code almost how they get right. there, but not crappy like the Da Vinci yeah. Code. Yeah. It just has those elements that that maybe are what made the Da Vinci Code like a very popular book at the time. Yeah. Uh, and and then yeah, it feels like like Ocean's Eleven, or it also reminds me a lot of uh, some of the scenes. Remind me of uh, there's this French movie called Latro, which is like oh a, yeah, like, the, a, like uh, a prison escape movie, which is such a great it's movie and yeah. uh, highly recommended. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and it's always
0: uh, a, it's always has like kind of this like. Level of humor that's that's always there, and then it, it it has a good balance between like being really funny and then being brutal at the same time, but never. But mixing very well, I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. So when those things happen, when like the really sort of terrible things happen in this book, they're they're surprising in a sense, even though you know, like the, these are the stakes, it's right? So but, shocking. But yeah, but it's but it's very shocking, and I think that really works because uh, yeah. because the book is so light at times, just in in tone. Like the, right. the content wise, it's it's very dense, and there's a ton yeah. of stuff going on. Right. But uh, yeah, I think I think that sort of uh, that sort of dichotomy between. The sometimes the moods of the characters and uh, and the sort of terrible things going on is is really interesting and there are a couple there are a couple points in the book just like a couple lines where I was like I had like chills because it yeah. was just like all this stuff had been building up You're like oh
2: god yeah there we go. um yeah
1: uh, like there's this part I, I don't think it gives anything yeah. away where uh, like basically two two of the two of the main characters are in a lot of trouble and the, and uh, this other guy is is talking to the woman that's in love with the main character and she's like and the guy's like it's okay like they're you know they're they're tough they've been through stuff like this before they'll make it out okay and she's just like i'm not like don't talk to me like a child like i i yeah. know what's going on like i'm upset yeah. for a reason and i was just like i was like this book is really well written yeah, yeah. it's
0: yeah it's so great yeah uh, and
1: and uh god in the end is so good yeah, yeah and it's... when i and and we say the end it's, like, the last 150 pages, right. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's really smart. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great, great yeah, book. Yeah,
0: one of the best comics I've read.
1: Yeah. and the, It's awesome. And the art is... Um, I my, Reminded me of Christophe Blaine a little bit. Yes, actually. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, like a lot of the French sort of La Sociane guys. Like, it's... it's A lot of people would look at this and say it's very cartoony and dismissive. But it's... Uh, it's a really well crafted. It has a feel of like in like
2: an animated film uh, yeah. sometimes in the art style. Uh and it really drops you into the medieval world like I don't know how realistic, like fact oh, sorry, I don't know how factual it is, but it feels realistic. It feels like this is what it would be like in the 14th century in yeah. France. It's yeah awesome yeah. it's cool it's so so good it's
1: good uh yeah probably the best thing i read this week although there were uh, you know we didn't talk about a lot this week but there was a lot of good stuff yeah but,
2: yeah oh, It's amazing
1: comics are good you guys <laughs> yeah yeah all right cool well that's it for this week always that's good to all. end on something amazing like templar i'm sure you'll hear about it more when we get to our uh, best of the year yep. stuff this highest week. recommendation yeah our That'll highest recommendation debates about it probably yeah, yeah probably all right cool well that's it for this episode and we'll see you guys next time thanks